Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Brayden said, are you ready? And I said, I'm ready. And then I just drank a whole big thing of orange juice. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, what's up? Not a lot. How are you doing? I'm okay. This is Yumi and a poltergeist. I'm Belinda. That is Brayden. Uh, today we're brought to you by our fantastic patrons over www.patreon.com slash poltergeist. You can also find us at youmeanapoltergeist.com. That's correct. And over there you can find all of our cool stuff, including how to... Submit your stories to the show for for discussion. That's it. If you've had anything creepy, spooky, or just downright weird happen to you, please jump over to youmeetapoltergeist.com, find the Submit Your Stories tab, which is right at the top of the page. Click it and submit your story. There we go. I uh, have a fever. I'm a little bit delusional. Belinda's like high on fever. Very tired. You give me fever. When you touch, touch me, me. I, th- I was about to say when you hit me. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fever when you hold me tight. Fever. Nice. Thanks. Every morning. <sighs> I don't know the rest of the words, the but my, my vocal range is limited to grungy frog. And no, that's about no, it. No. <laughs> Mine is this and that's it. Yeah. So why are you feeling sick? I don't know. I woke up this morning just not feeling good. I'm surprised. You know, usually I'm the one to get sick, but I haven't been sick in a decade. Oh, like a year. Calm down. Like six months. A good six months of non-sick. It's amazing. I'm, I don't know. I'm just really run down. I've got a full six-day work week again this week. So Mm. day one down, five more to go. Yeah. And I don't even know what my next week looks like yet. I won't know till Thursday. Hopefully it's not another six days. I really week. hope it's not. I just want at least two days off in a row. That'd be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 24-hour stream that How happened that, over the babe? weekend was a big success. We smashed the goal. Bob did an excellent job of keeping things together in spite That's of the fact fantastic, that Bob. everything was falling apart due to us. Mm-hmm. But Bob was like pulling together the pieces and had a bloody... Gallon of super glue, just keeping that train on the rails. Fucking brilliant! Yeah, That's a lot of years you did amazing. You stayed up for twenty four hours. Yeah, and then do you know what Brayden says to me? He's like, "I never want to sleep again." <laughs> and then a couple hours later, he was sleeping. I'm napping. He was yeah. so delusional when I woke him up to look at the Christmas tree. I don't remember that. When did you wake me up to look at the Christmas tree? Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I came in. And I laid down, on, I sat down on the bed for a little bit, and I was just waiting for you to, like, <laughs> roll over. I remember that. And then you rolled over. I was like, hey, are you awake? 
I remember that. And you're like, mm-hmm, yeah. I was like, I'm, I did the Christmas tree. You will come have a look? And you came out and you're like, wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. That's so funny. I do remember waking up. I don't remember going out to the Christmas tree, but I remember you like spooning me or something from behind and like getting was, on top of me almost. I was not on top of you or spooning you. Well, I don't know. I, I Maybe it was in my dream. I back and Wink. asked if you were awake. <laughs> okay. That's probably all that happened. And in my dream, I'm like, get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> she wants me all the time. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very good. Um, I played Doc Brown from Back to the Future as a Dungeons and Dragons character. And Marty McFly somehow ended up getting merged with the big evil guy of the game so it was a whole lot of ridiculous but a lot of fun and we smashed our donation goal which is the main thing good job yeah uh segue into today's episode which i can't do (laughs) i'm feeling like a zombie babe oh speaking of zombies what are we talking about wow that was very good very nicely done great segue yeah well today i'm talking about a particular kind of creature we just held a spot in pop culture for a lot of the 21st century like a significant chunk Mm -hmm. uh this thing's been in video games movies tv shows god damn it and at one point in my life i was absolutely obsessed with these things we're talking about zombies. Zombies. We've all seen The Walking Dead. We all stopped watching after fucking... <laughs> season four. <laughs> I think I got up to like season six. Wow, that's impressive. Then, uh, it's wait, still going, is it? Is there like 12 seasons or something now? Oh my lord. It's like the supernatural of this time. Yeah. You now supernatural went for like over a decade. It started real good and then they just kept pumping it yeah, out. Yeah, I think I think they should have just stopped with The Walking Dead. Like Maybe when Molly died. Uh, yeah. Spoilers for a show that happened like Glenn. Oh, Glenn dies. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it's not old news. That is old. That, that is like new news for me. Meme. Hey, I would have gotten around to seeing it, and now it's spoiled for me. It's not old news. It's I like haven't four years old. <laughs> that news. Say, I haven't watched the show in about four to five I years. I haven't watched the show since I started dating you. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, in pop culture, zombies are pretty fucking massive, as we've just discussed. Uh, particularly in the early 2010s, zombie movies and shows were coming out left, right, and center. Like, there was the, obviously, Walking Dead that we just said, World War Z. Zombieland? Zombieland, that was massive. And Zombieland 2 came out recently. Which I haven't seen. We watched that together. <laughs> I have seen, apparently. <laughs> This is just like a perfect a perfect display of how bad my memory is. I have like chunks of my life that just go missing. I'm certain you and I watched that together. We probably did. I'm yeah. You know, it, it this memory loss is both great for me cuz if I just forget something, I can just be like, "Oh, bad memory." And it's good for you too cuz you can be like, "Remember when you said that?" and I'm like, "No." And you're like, "Well, you did." And I'm like, "Well, better what? be true to my word even though I can't remember it." <laughs> No, no, I don't. I don't do things like that to you. You could though. I could. I could be like, "Ah, uh, remember when you said you were gonna do this thing for me?" Like what? And no. then you'd be all like, "Oh," and I'd be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Brayden!" And then you're like, "No, no, I'll do it." I'd feel terrible. You so. would feel terrible, and I, I could not do that to you because I'm a nice person. I will say that all the times that I've said I don't remember something, I haven't actually remembered it. He's really not remembered. 
I have big chunks of gorn. Anyways. <laughs> big uh, chunks of gorn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I may be the, delus- the delusional one. I can't even speak. Uh, I don't know whether I've told you this or not, but there was a point in my teens when I was a moderator on a zombie survival website. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was super obsessed. Wow, yeah. I know that you did all your survival gear. Yeah, well, that just sort of came hand in hand. I got an obsession with The Walking Dead and with Bear Grylls at the same time, so I was like, fuck it, let's mix the two the two mediums. Bring them in. Send in the clowns. Where's Molly? Come on, girl. Come on, grub. Molly, come in. Good girl. Molly has entered the studio. Oh yeah, Molly's doing pretty good. She's she's spry as a young young pup. No, did we mention in the last episode? Yeah, we did like ten minutes of talking about Molly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. There we go. Now Molly's doing very good. Um, yeah, I was just super obsessed with zombie fiction, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad that stage of my life died out. So, how does zombie fiction come into play with, obviously, real stuff? Oh, well, I mean... people and they're real. Are you just asking if zombies are real? Are zombies real? That's what you want to know. Do you remember that guy, um, like, a couple years back who got high on bath salts and fucking ate that person's face? I do remember that. thought that zombies were happening? Yeah, I do. That was in 2012. That was of the, all years. That was the disaster. The disaster year. I'm putting that in quotation. Yeah, marks. 2020 is like a next level disaster year. This is like level two. They always like look at that Mayan calendar and say, "Oh, they skip down on this. That means it's this year." <laughs> and you're they like, "Oh, always fuck. do that." Yeah, I think that's just trolls. Uh, what are you eating? Yeah. Anyways, for those, for those of you who've just emerged from a fucking cave and have zero clue what a zombie <laughs> is. First of all, welcome to the fucking world. Hello, how are you? My name's Belinda. Again, this is Brayden. Again. What you're doing on our podcast after just coming out of a cave is beyond me. No <laughs> clue what you're doing, but continue it. Yeah, please. Um, I'll tell you what a zombie is, cave person. A zombie was a living being who had died and then was brought back via a method of reanimation and given a false semblance of life. Hmm. I mean, but not like Frankenstein. No, but I mean Frankenstein, in a sense, by definition, would class would as a zombie, a zombie because it's a reanimated being. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Frankenstein's monster, sorry, is um, seemed to be a bit more intelligent than zombies as they're portrayed in media and yeah. in the actual folklore as well. He learned how to read. Yeah, there we go. And he fell in love. He fell in love. Oh. <laughs> So there are many viruses and uh, sort of fungi in the animal kingdom and plant kingdom which have zombie-like effects on creatures they infect and take over. I'm sure you've all seen the videos of the ants who get infected with the spores from the Ophiocerapids unilateralis, which slowly grows through the muscles of the ants and takes control over their bodies, eventually forcing them into locations prime for fungi growth and then causing them to bite down on whenever, wherever they end up, and then they just stay there forever while the fungi, like, shoots up out of their back like a fucking alien chestburster. Could this happen to a human? Could you imagine if that happened to a human? Luckily, we don't have anything that is capable of doing that to a human yet. 
Not like those fun. We can't catch that fungi, or I mean, I think it particularly affects insects. It's not strong enough. It could happen eventually, though, babe. You never know. I just thought of a terrible pun. Come on, give it to us. It's a fun guy joke, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Tell it. Come on. We all know how the start of it goes. How? What's the kicker? It's about a mushroom and how he's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> and I just, I'm very, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Continue. I'm very interested. That's in all right. Uh, but did you know that there are lots of actual cultures and folklore relating to zombies and the belief of the dead rising again as monsters after they've been buried? Mm. Some of these sort of notable creatures, which sort of are like zombies, but not like really zombies, like ha- they have zombie-like characteristics, are uh, the Guljin from Middle Eastern folklore, which we've discussed before, creatures that feast upon the flesh of others. I think they also lick the toes of people who are sleeping oh. to get blood. Like they have like a cat-like tongue and they like lick a foot until it's... Uh, <laughs> until it's... Uh, Red roar, and then they drink the blood from the foot. No, that's not exactly a zombie-like trait. I mean, they uh, go for more for brains. That's almost like a vampire trait. It's like a fetish trait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a you had that foot fetish when you were um, alive, and as a zombie, you still have that fetish, but you also <laughs> yeah. need flesh, mm, feet, <laughs> instead of brains. Yeah, uh, the other is an Aswang from Philippines. I believe I've talked about this creature before, but I'm not entirely sure which episode that was in. But they are like a were-zombie creature almost. Like during the day, they're a fairly standard-looking female, and then during the evening, they're bloodthirsty human eaters. Yeah. But those aren't really traditional, traditionally sort of thought of as zombies. Uh, but in many parts of Africa and in Haiti, they actually have like full-on zombie folklore. Um in zo- in sorry in Haiti a zombie or well, I think it's pronounced maybe zombie z z o m b i we'll just go with zombie to continue zombie. with it a zombie is a being who has been brought back to life after they've died by an act of necromancy oh uh, okay yeah so these beings are said to obey the sorcerer who brought them back to life losing all will upon returning. Uh, in the voodoo belief of spirits and life and death, there are two kinds of death. The death of someone who has lived the full life and died of natural causes, and then the death of someone who's died of like an accident or a strange occurrence. And in the latter circumstance, they believe that someone who died from an unnatural death has their soul then tethered to this world, which makes them a prime target for zombification. They don't need to bring that that soul into the same body. They can put it into any anybody. And in fact, in um, voodoo belief, they believe in both the sort of physical zombie and the spiritual zombie, which is called zombie astral. Oh, and zombie astral, eh? Would, that falls pretty much into the same categories, like ghosts and things like that. Yeah, um, but I, I was reading that often, as a trinket of good luck, they would seal a zombie astral in a bottle and give it to someone as a gift. How is that good luck? You've got a soul in a bottle. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. And then from there, I think, um, with the zombie astral, you can put it into a body and then it becomes like a mindless servant for you. 
What a fun, like, silly Santa gift. <laughs> yeah, here's a zombie astral in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, oh, yeah, I should also mention, all the zombies in this Haitian folklore and African folklore um, seem to be destroyed or impaired in some way by salt, much like in a lot of other cultures how other creatures are. Um, destroyed or impaired, you know, vampires can't cross a line of salt, or go, or demons, sorry, can't cross a line of salt, or something along those lines, yeah. Um, an apparently true case of Haitian zombies came in the 1929 book called The Magic Island by William Seabrook. Uh, Seabrook was reportedly, he, he reportedly told, like, a true story uh, that was given to him by a Haitian friend of his while he was visiting the island, and decided to detail it in the book. Uh, the re- book reports that in 1918, there was a huge boom in the sugarcane industry in Haiti, and the Haitian American Sugarcane Organization, otherwise known as HASCO, uh, started hiring people in droves, left, right, and center, you know, offering a heightened salary just to bring in more people because they were making so much money that they could just, you know, afford to bring in all these people. So two people decided that they wanted to take advantage of this. Uh, A man by the name of Ty Joseph and his wife, Croyance. And in their wake, as they walked in to sign up to this sugarcane plant, was a, a line of workers who stared off into space as if in a daydream. Yep. During sign-up, Joseph actually explained that these people were from the mountains and that the machines and everything were foreign to them and therefore scared them. So the people who were sort of signing them up thought, oh, that's not an issue. We can just put them at the back of the cane fields Mm -hmm. and they'll work in peace and be away from all the machines and the noises. And that they'll also sort of, um, I mean, in Joseph's benefit, in that case as well, like he'd, he'd pitched it like this because... He'd get them away from all the people, and if any of their family members were also working here, he could then you know keep them away so they wouldn't be able to see that their family are being, you know, used as zombie workers. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So um, makes sense. Yeah. Every Saturday, Joseph or Croyance would go and collect their pay for the whole group of them, and then obviously they wouldn't give anything to the zombie workers because they're zombies and they don't have a will. So they would just be making bank off of all these workers' money. I mean, still a terrible amount of money, but, like, more than what they would be getting. True. Yeah. Um, Those poor zombies. I know, right? (laughs) Just working away, not getting anything for it. Every night, Croyance would prepare two dinners, one for Joseph and herself and one for the zombies, specifically without any salt. Because you remember, salt messes them up. Yes. So on the weekends, there would be regular festivals and markets occurring in nearby towns, and Joseph and Croyance would take turns heading to the festivals to let themselves unwind. Uh, One of them would stay home and look after their zombie friends, and the other would go and enjoy themselves and, you know, take take a load off on the weekends. Um, Croyance decided that while Joseph was away, she would want to go to the same festival that he was at, or another festival nearby. Um and thought it would be a good idea just to bring the zombies. What's the worst that could happen? They're all super obedient to her. She was clearly the sorcerer that made them. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you know, they do whatever she said. Yeah. And also, she also found out that none of the workers would go to this one festival that she'd want to go to. 
so they wouldn't have a chance of running into any of their family members at that festival. Okay. So she decides to go to the festival with the pack of zombies. She really thought this out. She has. Uh, They all watch the parade go by, completely disinterested, as they're just staring off into the distance, you know, unmoving. They're zombies. Um, No one, for some reason, takes or looks at the creatures and thinks, hey, those aren't alive. (laughs) Or, you know, they're decaying. No, they're just like, ah, yeah, you know. Times have been tough for the zombies. Is what it is. Is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... Croyance is just living her best life watching the parade. No no worries of the zombies being seen. Everything's good. But she spots a couple of saleswomen selling candies and baked goods and whatnot walking by and decides to buy herself one. She looks at these poor zombies and has a brief flicker of humanity in her, thinking, I should probably buy these nice zombies something too. Oh, no. So she buys them all cookies. Cookies made from uh, peanuts and other things that are nice. Okay. Because, you know... You know what my zombo needs? Sweets. <laughs> like yeah. their their life their life is hard enough not having any will. I'm not gonna pay them, but I'm gonna give them candy. Sweets. Exactly. So she decides to buy these creatures that are incapable of happiness or emotion some delicious peanut cookies. And well, unfortunately for her That's and awesome. everyone involved, the lady who made these bloody cookies salted her peanuts before she had baked them. Oh. So anyways, (laughs) zombies start munching down these cookies with disinterest and then suddenly begin having existential crises. Crisi? I don't know what the... Crises sounds good. (laughs) They all have existential crisis as they realise, holy shit, I'm dead. And then the compulsion to obey Croyance is just broken, and these zombies just start running to the hills where they had been taken from. Croyance is like, hey, stop, what the fuck? I want my money back on those cookies. You sold me janky salt cookies. And, uh, yeah, the no one tries to stop them because they notice then that they're all dead as they're, like, screaming and, like, terrified of themselves Jesus. because they're all this is zombies. Yeah. Uh, they each arrive back to their villages eventually, where they'd been taken from in the mountains. And as they do return home, all their loved ones come out to see them return and try to help them and, you know, ask where the hell they've been. You know, they were dead and now they're alive. What's going on? But they just ignore them, pushing past, and go back to their grave, um, craving only, really, the release of returning to the earth and returning to the cycle of dead and alive, or death and life. And as they dug themselves down into their graves where they were stolen from, um, yeah, they turned into carrion and then passed on into the afterlife. Oh, God. All it took was peanut cookies. Peanut cookies. That's a bad allergy. (laughs) 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 Who would have guessed zombies are allergic to peanuts? Well, the salt of the peanuts. Yeah. Uh, the only real case, that was like the only real, real, I say real. in quotation, case. Yeah. Let's take it. Yeah, that Let's I'd stumbled upon. It's real. Everything we talk about is real. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, there there was a story that I'd heard where a a town during a power outage mm-hmm. had sent out, you know how a town, sometimes governments can like set up like emergency signals but they can send it to your t- your mobile phone and stuff as well yeah like yeah. an amber alert yeah exactly um <laughs> someone in the government of this small town decided that they were going to send out during 
a power outage that there are zombies. It's an invasion. And uh yeah, oh shit shit went pretty got pretty intense there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um there there are sort of more cases about zombies that aren't really paranormal. More like um I'm sure you've there's there's this kind of drug from this plant that you can that I think it's I wanna say it's in South America. Where if you even get like a few micrograms of it in your system, you suddenly like flick and become like as susceptible to what the person's saying you as anything. Like they become your master essentially, and you just obey. Like like some type of hypnosis. Yeah, sort of. Like it's a it's like a complete zombification drug. Like I've I watched this show on it when I was a kid. It's like a documentary, and they were. They were, like, showing security footage, I think, where this person had been dosed with this drug and the person was just talking to them and pointing at the ATM and they went and withdrew, like, all their savings and gave it to the person and then just... They just walked away. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. There's some crazy shit out there. I think it's super hard to make this drug, though. But, um, yeah, that that isn't paranormal whatsoever. That's, like, a real thing. Yeah, but that's still insane. Yeah, pretty creepy. Um, I mean, that's all I have, but in terms of zombies, babe, what the hell is you mean a poltergeist plan for the impending zombie apocalypse? Um, is what it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know, what would, what would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse, babe? You I don't, don't know. have a lot of, um, survival <laughs> backpacks anymore. <laughs> no, I used to have a few bug out bags. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not prepared for the end of the world anymore, or just society or the power going out or anything. So, I mean, we'd I just feel die. Like, you know, we'd be pretty, pretty safe. Just lock the doors and turn the lights down low. Probably lock the, the doors and turn, turn the low. lights down low. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end our days making love. <laughs> As all days should end. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's about time for all the time we have for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a quick little episode here. We hope you have enjoyed it. Yes, thank you so much. Sorry, I don't have a story for you. I'm not well, as I mentioned earlier. I'm tired. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a month. It's been a year. We're getting into Christmas time. We've started our Christmas shopping. The Christmas tree is up and carols <laughs> are everywhere. <laughs> Lots of Christmas cheer. So be sure Christmas. uh <laughs> be sure to leave us a five star review if you'd like. Um please don't forget to go over to our social medias and Follow us there. You can find them all at youminapoltergeist.com. That's correct, you can. And, you know, don't forget to... Exercise regularly. We love you. By running away from zombies. (laughs) Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.